Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. On today's episode, we talk about how easy it is to fall into the trap of becoming attached to the things of this world. It might be something as obvious as a TV or a house, or even something like our careers. Or it could even be the relationships that we build with our loved ones. Does our relationship with Jesus mean that we have to cut all these things out of our lives? Join Andrew and I as we try to navigate the conversation of how our earthly attachments fall away when we place our gaze on Christ. Unfortunately, I had technical issues again today, so don't be too worried when I start sounding like a robot in the last 10 minutes. All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, so Andrew and I are back with another episode of Road from Maze podcast this week. Um, you may have noticed that we're slightly different in, uh, in terms of our backgrounds this time than normal. Um, COVID restrictions, obviously, and probably better to play it safe than sorry. Um, Andrew, not that I think you have COVID or me, but just in case. I mean, I guess we might as well take this opportunity to run a little PSA. Uh, wear your masks, stay indoors, don't hang out with too many people. <laughs> That's what our podcast is for, our, our little PSAs. There we go. This is, uh, this is a sign that we've made it. Um, <laughs> we, uh, do we need a banner that says, like, not sponsored, like, just, <laughs> just a general charitable PSA here? <laughs> be responsible, guys. Just, just be responsible, stop the spread, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really helpful that we have technology like this um zoom and stuff like that just to, not that we should be sponsored by it. anyway um <laughs> off to a great start uh but yeah um i mean you know we can see each other we can talk there's really no reason to even see each other in person anymore anyway so maybe we'll just do it this way going forward um that's but, depressing Anyways, i know i know let's just move on <laughs> um so with the whole technology thing i was thinking um I don't know if you heard, but recently there's this deal going on. Uh, you probably haven't heard. Only I would be a nerd for this kind of thing. But um, my phone provider, they have this thing where you can get a phone plan for $45, 25 gigs of data a month. And I don't know, like that's pretty insane to me. For me, I only currently have $45 for like 8 gigs a month. Um, and I don't know, so for, for like a solid week, I was thinking about getting it. And I'm sure you're like, where is Jason going with this? Another one of my terrible segues is coming up. But uh, yeah, the whole the whole thing of like, you know, do I really need 25 gigs of data? Um, that's kind of what I was battling with. And I think a few years ago, I probably would have gone for it. Um, yeah. But this time around, I, I was like, nah, um, I will probably just you. ignore this, this thread that I'm seeing um, online. And I'm going to stick with what I have and be grateful for it. Yeah, And so the reason why I bring that up is because today we want to talk about, um, you know, attachment to things of this world. And I think that's an easy example a lot of the time when we think about our own material possessions. And, um, you know, you and I have joked before about like getting a new TV for your place and things like that. It's not a joke, but (laughs) (laughs) so, Um, yeah, I don't know, like you, I'm sure you have those struggles, too. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it's been become a really big thing in, in my life recently. Uh, just seeing just seeing this come up as, as an obstacle for me in my relationship with God. Um, it, it's it's that um, that line, right? You, um, one cannot serve two gods. 
Um, and, and so it's been a really interesting uh, journey for me because um, how, this, how this first came up was um, that a, a priest that I know in Vancouver, I was having a conversation with him and, and he kind of just gave a little nudge talking about ministry work. Um, and it planted a little seed in the back of my mind where I was like, hmm, like, should I be doing more than I am doing? Like in terms of actual, like, like not just volunteer uh, on the side part-time ministry work, like should I, should I look at doing this as something that was a little bit more of my life? Um, and so I started having conversations with my spiritual director, um, w- along this topic, um, and kind of where that conversation went is, is me saying like, look, um, you know, my career, like at work, like things have been kind of lining up for me recently. Uh, things seem to be pointing in a good direction in a very providential way. So um, it, it would seem to be, you know, that that um, that this is a good thing for me to continue on. But at the same time, like obviously, you know, ministry is a good thing as well. You know, how how do I know which which way to go? And um, he kind of nudged me uh, and and encouraged me to ha- to start thinking about well, what would be holding me back and what's kind of unsettling about it. Cause I had shared with him, like, you know, the idea of just dropping everything and going to do ministry work, like something about that really like scares me. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, there, there is a big leap there, but he kind of encouraged me to unpack that a little bit more and see like, what was it? And what it was is that, um, essentially the comforts of life that I was looking forward to, uh, didn't, didn't seem to be as apparently available. Um, with ministry work right where like with my career there's a there's a clear trajectory in terms of what life I'll be able to afford if I keep going in this direction and and that becomes a question mark um, if if I were to change a lot of these these circumstances yeah I mean you look at like a friend a couple of friends of ours who are missionaries um, Mm -hmm. you know with Catholic Christian outreach like they just pick up their lives and head out east head out west and it's just like I can't imagine doing that yeah it's, it's absolutely crazy um, it, it was, it was interesting too, cause I, I could, I could feel myself right away starting to like come up with excuses, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, if I'm better provider for, then I can provide for others better. And then like all these different things were coming to mind. And it's funny because he, so basically he asked me like, well, you know, what's holding you back? And I, and I said, you know, yeah, it's like the comfortable life. And then these things all came to mind. And basically it was just a long period of silence where like they kept coming to mind. And I was like, Hey, like, if I'm really honest with, with myself, I know this is an excuse. Like if yeah. I'm really honest with myself, I know I'm just trying to come up with reasons why it's okay. Yeah. Um, and eventually it got to the point where um, he he brought up a, a quote from St. John of the Cross, which I can't properly say, um, which is something along the lines of um, all it takes to stop a bird from flying is a single thread. Right. So yeah. um, this idea that like, you know, because I, I had said one line, right, where I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, um, I don't think that, um, like, you know, while, I, while I'll while i accept that I have attachment to worldly things, I don't think I have it at the same level as God, so maybe I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically, that's where he was like, no, that's, that's the part that's wrong. It's not about how high do you have it, it's about why is that a priority at all compared to God. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, like... I mean, the, my, the first question I have listening to kind of what you've been working through and you, maybe you don't have the answer yet is, I mean, are we not allowed to live, you know, some in some way of comfort, right? Like, is it bad to mm-hmm. go out and buy a 55 inch TV instead of a 40 inch yeah. TV or like just no TV at all? Like what, what's the line on these things? Yeah, it's actually really interesting because um, Bishop Barron talks about this and, and, and the way that he says it is particularly interesting. He, he kind of talks about... 
um, I, I guess, our alignment with God or, or maybe right relationship with God. And, and what he essentially says is that for the person who has right relationship with God, you can have everything in the world, you can have nothing in the world, and it wouldn't make a difference mm. to that person. Mm-hmm. And then to the person who has an improper relationship with God, you could have everything in the world or you could have nothing in the world, and it would still suck. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it, it's particularly interesting because that's that's where um, the world leads us to think about, right? Is that like, well, you know, what can I have? And, and it's not so much about that as, you know, what are you doing with like, like why, why is this so important is the question, right? That makes me think a lot about generosity and giving, right? Like mm. a lot of the time, I think maybe this is kind of your typical privileged mindset, which, you know, you and I are definitely, we, we have the benefit of being in such a, a state, but um, I think thinking about all the things that we've been given and then it's sort of like, that's the input, but what's our output? Like, are we sharing that with people? Are we using the things that we've been given, our gifts, uh, our means, yeah. uh, and using those things to help other people, um, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, improve their, 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 their way in life or, or to help them um, live a, a fuller life. And, you know, obviously within the Catholic context, within the Christian context, live a life that is pointing them towards God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the key point here, right, is that, is it something that's going to point them towards God? Because um, why that's so key is that that's not something we're going to be able to decide for ourselves, right? It's something where like, we're not going to be like, I can't tell you, Jason, like what's going to lead you closer to God definitively, right? I can give you suggestions for what's worked for me. And then maybe those will work for you. Maybe they yeah. won't work for you. Um, but this is where um, another principle that kind of comes into play here is, and and weirdly so, is, is original sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so again, you know, I feel like our, our pods just keep, or I keep referencing Bishop Barron in our pods, but anyways, like he has, he has a lot of great stuff. Um, the way he describes original sin is particularly interesting. There's a 10 minute video on this and I'd encourage everyone to check it out. Just, just YouTube, um, you know, Bishop Barron original sin. And it's like, I think it's like Bishop Barron comments on original sin or something, 10 minute video. And it's a great video. Um, what he kind of talks about is, um, kind of this clarification of what is meant by the church when they talk, when the church talks about original sin. Um, I think a lot of times when, when we're brought up, uh, especially in like childhood catechesis or childhood like learning about the faith, um, we're ta- told about original sin as like Adam and Eve took this fruit from a tree and like they mess it up for the rest of us. Like, come on, Adam and Eve, what are you doing? Right. Um, and and it's not quite the right way to think about it because original sin, what Bishop Barron talks about is it's not a sequential thing in the sense of um, an event that happened X years in the past has cascaded down to the rest of us. Rather, it, it's it's this idea of the original tenden- tendency for sin. Um, so how he talks about it as a Coles notes, and again, watch the video because it's really quite good, um, is that the Garden of Eden and all these trees and all these fruits, these are all the beauties of life, kind of what you're talking about, right? The comforts of life. And if you pay attention in Genesis, um, God says, eat from all the trees and like, however you want right you know live these comforts these goods of life however you want but this one tree avoid and the one tree and the one area of life that we should avoid is uh, the knowledge of good and evil and if we kind of turn that a little bit right it's it's the um, us being able to determine what is good and bad what is right and wrong and the reason why it's so bad why this is a, a step in the wrong direction is because you know, in our faith, we understand God to be the ultimate good, 
Meaning that if that's the case, then it's not for us to decide what is good and bad. It's for us to recognize what is the closest to God. Mm -hmm. We recognize good rather than deciding good, right? So when we start to decide on good and evil, then we start to presume that we are above God. We're deciding what is what is and is not, right? Um, and then that, that kind of just trickles into the rest of it, right? So, for example, the comforts, right? Like, oh, like how much comfort is too much or too little? Well, if we're the ones deciding that, then we're deciding what is good and orderly and proper for us to reach God versus us looking into our lives and being like, where in our lives, be it comforts or otherwise, do we kind of connect closer to God? I think something you're touching on there is kind of our inclinations towards what is good and what is bad as well, right? And mm-hmm. um, something that is kind of a big word, but is very relevant to the idea of original sin is uh, concupiscence. Um, mm-hmm. C-O-N-C-U-P-I-S-C-E-N-C-E, I think. Um, and the whole term, I spell it out because, you know, it's it's you can't really sound it out, but um, <laughs> the, the whole term is is the idea that because of original sin, um, the first fall of humanity, we now have to kind of carry this burden of constantly being tempted, uh, of having our own inherent inclinations towards um, being pulled away from God, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's relevant to this whole idea of, you know, attachment to the world and this yeah. idea of living comfortably because, you know, it, it's very easy to fall into this trap of just being, of just being like, hey, like, you know, upsizing from a from a twin mattress to a queen mattress, like it's it's not that much, and then you kind of live, get used to that that lifestyle, for example. Or mm-hmm. you know, something something I do want to pick up on is um, maybe moving away from this on the topic of worldly attachments. Maybe moving away from what I call like easy easy attachments, and maybe um, something that's a little deeper, right? So maybe it's your job that you're that you're yeah. pretty attached to. Um, you know, you're you're you enjoy the 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 thrill of um, being in a corporate world, for example, or whatever it is that you want to do for a professional career, you enjoy that, and you enjoy it so much that it brings you away from from you know spending time with your family, spending time with God, making sure that you're carving out that time to work on your faith life and your spiritual life, because mm-hmm. all of your time is spent on you know improving your career and working on that instead. That can be a that can definitely be an attachment as well, right? And so yeah. when we talk about the these little inherent inclinations, again concupiscence. Um, you know, pushing us towards these things that, uh, you know, may not in a vacuum be, you know, quote unquote, so clear cut as good or evil, but mm-hmm. something that is in the end bringing us away from God. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of this idea that, um, you know, when what how <laughs> what we do is not always so important as how we approach or why we're doing it, right? Um, and and this is where. Uh, you're you're bringing up really great points here, right? And I think this is something that really, you know, comes in key for me in particular is is that um, oftentimes what I'll catch where I'll catch myself is that I'll be doing good things, but I'll be doing it for the wrong reasons, mm. right? It's this it's this uh, like catching my growth and pride almost, right? Where like okay, like you know, there's there's been um, Grace has come from God, right? Gifts that have come from come from God that allow me to be in certain situations or allow me to do certain things, and it's it's when it, it, whenever we start to, or for myself at least, I, I whenever I start to actually take a take a step back and see those moments where I let those turn into pride, that's where things start going downhill. That's where you know life starts to feel hectic. That's where you know I start to feel lethargic about things. That's where I start to go like, oh man, like you know. What about my life? Am I not doing right? Uh, and it just, it, everything turns inwards, right? 
Um, and and that, and that's the, the devil trying to trick us. Um, a, a key piece here, and this kind of ties ties back into what you're saying earlier about you know what are we doing with what we're given is that uh, you know this idea that everything in life is a gift from God, right? I think yeah. we probably talked touched on this earlier uh, in a previous pod, I think, but um, it, it really full fully wraps this entire equation. Is is that you know, if God is the ultimate good and everything is a gift from God, then that means that like everything, it's almost like a breadcrumb trail, right? Like, like Hansel and Gretel type deal uh, to bring us back towards him. Um, and it's, it's when we start to like pick up a crumb and we're like, well, actually, I think this crumb is meant to point in this direction. Like that, that's when we start to, and we forget like, you know, this is all pointing towards a good. When we start to be like, oh, like, well, you know, how can I make this bread? And that, that's when we start to like take ownership. This is getting really weird, but, um, you know, it's like when we start to try and master everything, then the world seems to be the most important thing. And that's where the attachment comes back in, I guess. Man, your analogies are way better than my segues. So <laughs> you. that was really good, I thought. Um, so, I mean, you talked about ownership and, you know, kind of in our prep, we had talked about this idea of ownership versus stewardship. Do you want to kind of expand yeah. on that? Yeah, it, it, it's exactly kind of an expansion of this idea of the gift, right? Um, I, I think it's one of the one of the founders of the uh, resurrectionists um, that talks about this. Um, but what it is is this idea of how we should approach gifts that are given to us by God. Um, so the analogy is a a feudal king, right? Like a medieval times king. Um, so back then, what they what the kings had are these things they call the crown jewels, right? They're these beautiful crowns mm. um, that are that are you know filled like with jewels. Is this the analogy with the fool and, and looking at the fool thing? Yeah, did I already say this last time? So I used this in the last pod, but as a reminder, That's so funny. give it again, give it again. <laughs> as, as a reminder, what this is, is basically saying that like um, what happens is when the king comes into town, they'll always bring the crown jewels with them. Um, but what will happen is a servant will be holding it on a velvet pillow. And then, you know, the, the, the people will be um, admiring the crown and then the fool or the servant will be a fool to think that they're admiring him. Uh, and this is the same idea with our lives is that, you know, if we can accept that God is the ultimate good and he's the giver of all things, then like, you know, um, the things that come into our lives, be it our career, be it, you know, um, the, the means to buy TVs or whatever, any, any of it and all of it, um, we are stewards of this, meaning that we are here to um, see to it that this good ends up being exercised in in the proper way what do i mean by that right it's it's this idea that um you know the graces that come into our lives are not meant to stay with us Mm -hmm. so so for example um you know if i am lucky enough so in my case that that career you know I, i said like things have lined up for myself in my career i'm lucky enough that this has happened i could gloat and be like this is perfect this is all me like this is great or i could when people come and talk to me which they do and say like hey how do i advance my career i can share well these are the things that worked for me these are the how things kind of came into play for me how does that play into your life as well right it's that idea of like letting it keep going paying it forward and on that topic of careers you know since we're picking that as our example here i think we should be clear that like you know andrew and i we're not saying that there's anything wrong with you know things like going after promotions or trying to get salary increases or anything like that. Like, yes, these are all worldly things. I think the idea here is more so how attached we are to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, with respect to to promotions and things like that, like we're, we're also called to make use of our gifts and to further them and to develop as as people. Right. And, and so I think it's just important to quickly jump in here and and kind of delineate that difference between, um, you know, yes, like let's, let's do our best with the, with the things that we've been given, but let's not become too attached to them. And there's more 
uh, there's more that we can do with these things that we've been given. Sorry, I Absolutely. think I, I interrupted you with the. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's uh, it's good. It's a good thing to bring up though, because I think in general this 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 actually um brings us back to our first pod actually our first episode when we talked about discernment right um the question is how do i know if i'm approaching this as ownership or stewardship because it, it is nuanced right um how do i know if i am you know going after this promotion so that i'm properly recognized for what i'm doing or is it because you know i'm greedy and i want the glory right that kind of an idea um as an example not saying that's the only way to think about it um, and, and it all comes down to like, am I taking the time to be recognizing the good in this and to recognize God in all of this, right? And, and if you are, then, you know, God has a tendency to speak to our, each one of us in our own ways to make it clear to us how, how we go there. Um, and, and if we're not, then it's a lot easier for us to head down the wrong path, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, so I'm going to pick on a word I use there. So um, this idea of greed, I, I think, it, you know, we've talked about sin. It's it's probably good to kind of ex- expand on that and relate, uh, you know, maybe the deadly sins, the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. to this idea of, you know, worldly attachment. So I think there are two deadly sins in particular that um, that can be tied to this idea of worldly attachment. And so the first one, um, as I've already touched on, is greed. The greed being, you know... Um, we have an excessive attachment to something that is ours. Um, you know, again, we talked about wealth, we, but we, it can be um, something that's not material as well, right? So um, whether that be our jobs, uh, but also, also on the on on kind of the more difficult end of the spectrum, uh, I want to bring up attachment to our loved ones, and I think this is kind of a difficult conversation to navigate because. Um, you know, you think about our loves, our loved ones and the relationships that we have with our family, maybe our friends, our, our significant others, um, you know, our spouses who we're supposed to spend the rest of our lives with. Uh, those are all beautiful, beautiful relationships. And, and, you know, Jesus would never tell you anything different from that. But, but we are still called to, um, you know, place our relationship with Christ in a higher uh in a higher order almost um, above and above and beyond those relationships that we have here on earth um, and i think that's yeah. a really difficult uh, conversation to have a lot of the time yeah i i think um you know kind of along this the on this topic um it, it's interesting because when we when we hear this oftentimes the temptation is to think that okay I need to like degrade the other relationships in my life so that Jesus comes first, right? Like it's it's a temptation there, right? Or like, okay, like I need you know uh, how many hours of my life are given to Jesus versus given to my family, right? And let, let's start you know breaking this down. I don't, I don't think that's the point. Um, the point is that you know our relationships with the people around us are not just that, right? Um, if um, you know, and and we we can dive into this further at some point, but. When we take a look at um, what our relationships are, at the end of the day, there, there's some reflection of, of Jesus in all of our relationships and, and of the Trinity, right? So, in, for example, with me and you, right, you know, in, in, our, in our friendship, there's a fraternity there that's similar to how my relationship might be to Jesus the Son, right? Where we are both sons of God in that sense, and, yeah. and, I, and I relate to Jesus as my brother in that sense, and I also relate to you as, as my brother in that sense as well, right? Mm-hmm. So through my relationship with you, I should be growing in my relationship with Jesus, right? Um, so, so that's another, I think, nuance to call it. It's not to say like, hey, separate the two, one must be higher than the other. It's to say like, look, there is a greater relationship found within our relationship, right? And that's a perfect segue into kind of the second deadly sin, which is envy. 
Um, envy being, you know, desiring, desiring other people's, whether it's their goods, their traits, like personality, personality characteristics, their situations, mm -hmm. right? Like you look at other people and you're like, wow, I really wish I could have had that. The thing with envy is that it makes things a zero sum game. Um, yeah. For you to be happy, someone else has to be sad, right? Yeah. For you to achieve good, someone else has to go and go and achieve evil. Like, and and the reason why I say that it was a, bit, a good segue is because you know our that's not the case for our relationships, as you were saying. Like, just because uh, we need to be able to have a strong relationship with Christ, it doesn't mean we have to decrease our relationships with with everyone else on on this earth, right? Exactly. Um, and so I think it's important to talk about these two sins because you know when we're talking about discernment and um making sure that we're aware of our own um internal inclinations towards sin um these are these are kind of two attitudes that that might end up leading towards those deadly sins of, of greed and envy and i think in terms of you know battling these these two sins to battle greed uh, the best way to do that is to be generous right have a heart of generosity um and try not to hoard everything that you that you have. And this is kind of circling back to what we were saying at the beginning of um, yeah. the things that you've been given as gifts. It's not for you to just keep and then sit on top of, right? Um, yeah. Use that use that that benefit that you've been given and and help to uh, sorry and use that to help others to to get there as well. Um, and then with envy, uh, it's being kind, right? Instead of instead of desiring other people's traits, like just just be joyful and sit in that joy that. God has made these people into such beautiful people with beautiful traits um, and, and, and has also given you things to work on, right? We talk about weaknesses yeah. and so many times people are like, man, weaknesses suck, but weaknesses are where you find the most growth, right? Being yeah. able to go from something that you were not as good at, right? right? Like whether it's, um, you know, Andrew, you're a much better talker than I am, but, and, you know, inherently I'm not a really good speaker but over the years I've kind of worked to improve that um, mm -hmm. five years ago I could have looked at you and I, I could have been you know jealous and been like you know this stupid guy and his ability to talk and whatever um, but no instead that's I just took it as something like hey instead Andrew you're a model for me for this right and um, what can I pick up from you and you know in our friendship how, how have you um, kind of picked me up along the way to, to help me improve on this on this weakness that I have yeah, well, let's uh, let's move into talking about prayer a little bit here because I think this is also a really good segue into that. Um, what, whenever we're talking about the deadly sins, it's it's really easy to only focus on the deadly sins themselves. Um, what we want to make sure we keep in mind is the other half of it, right? Which is um, the virtues, the seven heavenly virtues. Um, and, and what you notice actually is they actually map one to one, right? In terms of um, kind of two two sides of a scale, right? So for example, with greed, the opposite being um, you kind of mentioned uh, generosity, but the yeah. virtue itself would be charity, right? Yeah. And and if we really break that down, what is charity? Charity is love for your neighbor, right? Um, and then when we take a look at uh, greed uh, or, or sorry, of envy or jealousy, then the opposite actually is kindness or admiration, right? So, so what that is is like a recognition of the good in the other, right? Uh, and, and that you know, I, I know I keep coming back to the same circle, but like you know that that um, you know appreciation for for the goodness that God has brought into their life. Um, I think it's a really good thing. So what, why do I say this is an important thing with prayer is because there's a really practical way that we can approach this in particular. And this, this applies to any particular temptation that might come into our lives, but I want to apply it here. It's this idea of 
And this was told to me by told to me by a priest in particular with struggles of lust, but I think it applies to all um, all different um, you know struggles. Is the is the yeah it, it's the ABCs of of uh, of resisting uh, I'll say vice, right? So the A is to acknowledge um, the temptation, right? To acknowledge that you are in a state of temptation right now, or you're in a state where you're being tempted, I should say. The B is to to banish actually Satan, right? So say be gone Satan in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, to invoke the name of Jesus actually into that moment. And then the C is to is the invitation of the Holy Spirit for the virtue, right? So come Holy Spirit, give me the grace or the virtue of and whatever it is. So, you know, you acknowledge that you are in a state of envy or jealousy right now. You say, be gone Satan in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Come Holy Spirit, give me the grace of admiration or of kindness. The only other thing I would add on to that is maybe also pray for the person that that you are that this kind of uh, vice or sin might be directed towards or mm -hmm. kind of associated with. So if you are, if I'm envious of you, instead of being like, um, instead of trying to put you down in my mind or whatever, like just be thank, yeah, be grateful for who you are as a person, and then also just pray for you, for you and your own ministry, for your your own uh, pursuit of virtue, and then that in itself is kind of an act of kindness that you offer up towards God as well. Yeah, no, it, it's absolutely there. Um, in terms of acts, um, I know we were going to talk about uh, charitable works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about the seven virtues. I guess seven is kind of the lucky number, uh, good number uh, for the podcast. But uh, I think the acts part is um, the seven corporal works of mercy. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think I need to name all of them necessarily. But the idea is just going out and like, you know, kind of physically with your with your own body and your own actions, go out and do things like feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, give drink to the thirsty. This is, you know, kind of directly in contradiction to the whole idea of greed, right? We've talked so much about giving what you have. And mm -hmm. these are all, um, you know, what we call the, the corporal works of mercy. Um, these are all ideas to help us uh, kind of battle those things um, and, and battle battle greed. So, you know, go out and volunteer at, at a homeless shelter, right? Um, or if you if you think you're able to make a long-term commitment um, to to some kind of volunteer experience in this way, um, you know you you can go go ahead and do that as well, right? So, yeah, I think I think this is something that's really important, right? Is because um, when we when we start talking about this stuff, it's at the end of the day, it's mission work, right? It's evangelization at its core, um, and and that's one of I think Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth. That's one of the three things that he said is the most important things that the Christian ought to do. I don't remember the other two, so don't quiz me. But evangelization was definitely one of them, um, and so when we when we do these works of mercy um, for the purpose of better realizing you know our connection to God then whether you're doing it for the other person or not, let, let's say, you know, I'm going to go to a soup kitchen, but I'm not fully sold on like helping these people. Um, you know, there's something to be said about going anyways, right? And going for the discovery of like, you know, I need to have a better understanding of the good. Uh, and I need a better, I need to align myself a little bit better with, you know, recognition of that. And, you know, just quickly touching on what you said before of making sure that you examine those intentions. Like you're not, you're not doing these things to go and, check off boxes right like to, to get into heaven right or or whatnot like these are things that are genuinely first of all to kind of um, offer up to God and therefore improve your relationship with Christ um, and then also for other people as well and and only through those things will you be able to kind of um, find out that you know this is something that is also for you but that's yeah. not the first priority there obviously yeah definitely yeah so I think just to kind of circle back to the beginning here um, 
you know, so much of what we've talked about, whether it's attachments to material things or, uh, you know, we've also used the examples of careers and also your loved ones, right? Like beautiful relationships. Uh, it's not about, it's not about whether or not these things are bad or, or good or whatever. Like that's not the delineation here. The important thing is uh, how much are these things orienting you towards Christ and then mm -hmm. vice versa. Like how are you orienting those things towards Christ? Um, and you know, that, that kind of goes back to the whole theme of, of worldly attachment, because ultimately the number one person that we are called to, to be in relationship with is Jesus himself, Jesus, God, our father and the Holy spirit. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so I think from that standpoint, um, you know, it's not a zero sum game and there are definitely things that to, to focus on, to make sure that, um, ultimately everything we're doing is pointed towards Christ. Yeah, totally. So I think that's it for today, uh, this episode about worldly attachment. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Andrew and I will be back at some point. We will probably be on Zoom. I, I don't think this whole COVID situation is, in, is resolving itself anytime soon. Yeah, probably um, not. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, thanks again. And uh, hopefully you guys will hit that subscribe button and follow us, all those things. I, I don't have that spiel prepared. I, I don't know if I ever <laughs> want to do it. Uh, but that's what podcast people say. So uh, <laughs> go and do those things. And yeah, those things. Pray for us. That, right. That's what. That's what's most important. That's like Catholic podcasting, they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Stay safe, everyone.